0: The events, characters, and entities depicted on this podcast are fictitious. Any similarity to actual persons living or dead, or to actual entities, is purely coincidental. If you're seeking to be offended, this is a good choice. And if you're easily offended, please throw away this listening apparatus right now. Okay, bye. I can't do it. Hey guys, welcome back to the hangout with Rushdie Episode 2. I have Rahul Bulchandani on. He's a personal trainer and has a passion for climbing peaks. We focus on his trek to Everest base camp. We're going to cover things like the costs involved, things an aspiring climber should be aware of and the basic. Science of acclimatization and how to deal with it. He wraps up with what the journey was like, the twist of how he got back down, and vital dips for those of y'all who are heading towards Nepal to trek Everest. Enjoy!
1: I like those default uh, Indian TV shows? <laughs> 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 That's right. yes.
0: so annoying. Um, the thing about Nazis... Oh, bro, oh my goodness! You... Oh, this is so he's like my assistant when I'm Satan. See? Do you agree with me? There we go. So, make... <laughs> okay let's get, get into it, it actually okay. hey guys welcome to episode two i am here hanging out with rahul bulchandani before that i want to thank <laughs> i want to thank everyone who listened to episode one and uh, yeah man your support means a lot and i'm gonna kick it off just hand it over to rahul bulchandani he can give a little introduction of himself go ahead bro
1: hey rojdi thank you for having me on the podcast no problem rahul <laughs> <laughs> i am rahul bulchandani i am uh, a freelance p- certified personal trainer and recreationally i trek and hike uh, around the world the world
0: actually the world is correct
1: the world can is you correct. can you tell
0: me uh, where have you hiked just give me the um the country and uh, the, the peak the mountain whatever go ahead
1: i think one of my uh, the highest points that i've ever climbed is kilimanjaro okay so, I've conquered Kilimanjaro. I don't know when to say conquered. But don't I say conquered. You sound cocky yeah. when you yeah. say that. So, <laughs> Still uh, be modest. Kilimanjaro. I've done Kilimanjaro, which is in Africa, Tanzania. I've done Everest One. Base Camp. So, the Kilimanjaro was at five eight nine five meters. I don't know how much that is in feet. That's almost That's okay. 20, The listeners will feet. do the work. Listeners do the work. Um, I've done Everest Base Camp in 2016, which That's was two. uh, around five three eight five. Or 5345 meters around 18000 feet and recently i was in kashmir in india where i d- the highest that i climbed it was a 8 day hike and i did a 4200 meters that was the highest that i climbed
0: it's it's is, is that it sorry okay, I'm, 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 I'm impressed that was the highest <laughs> <that I climbed. laughs> i'm like is that at it at kashmir I'm that was the highest that i climbed okay. the 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 thing about the meters is to someone who doesn't know what the measurement is yeah. it's, it, uh, it doesn't make sense is there any way other way to portray it
1: there the is yeah actually yeah that's a very good question because mm,
0: uh, I it doesn't I'm not impressed in the sense where by the numbers but I know it's a feat yeah but I'm not like you know what I mean when you say 300 kgs I'm like damn because I can yeah. picture it but when you say 10,000 feet I'm like okay yeah. that's taller than most people yeah. I guess but okay
1: <laughs> I may not be completely I mean I've done quite a bit of hiking but I may not be completely knowledgeable about this situation or this topic, but see any human being can climb up to 2000 meters, no matter what their fitness level is. Yeah. Around 2000 meters because up to 2000 or maybe even till 2200 meters, you don't have any problems of oxygen. Oxygen is plenty. Okay. Until 2000, to 2000, uh, 200 meters. It's usually around after 7,000 or 8,000 feet, which is around 2000, I don't know, 400 or 500 meters is where your oxygen level starts decreasing. Now, again, it's not that the oxygen level is d- decreasing. Now, the difference is, it's like, uh, imagine a space where, now l- imagine like a square. Okay. Where the oxygen molecules are tightened up uh, in that oxygen square. So there's m- a lot. So let's say each centimeter there is an oxygen molecule. So all you can picture is the higher you climb, okay. it's that same square meter, but the Shoot. oxygen values, of the molecules are not as tight as they used to be. So they are more dispersed. Okay. So the oxygen value doesn't decrease. It's just that per square meter, the Whoa. molecules are more dispersed. So, so as you're walking and as you cli- keep climbing up, that's how you get. That's how you are inhaling less and less oxygen as you keep climbing up. So up to five thousand uh, eight hundred meters, which is like Kilimanjaro. It's that's. Known as extreme altitude yeah for a lot of people, so that means <coughs> I actually don't remember the numbers now, but that's like um, I think I think everest the top of Everest only has one third of the oxygen um, in I mean one third of the oxygen level I think uh, Kilimanjaro has two-thirds mm-hmm. of the oxygen mm-hmm. something like so
0: that so how does um acclimatization how does that work so let's say you said if you keep going up mm-hmm. the oxygen molecules are more dispersed uh, yeah. uh, amongst a smaller area so acclimatization uh, is uh, you know what describe acc- uh, it j- can you if you can define so it So basically
1: for me. how someone acclimatizes mm-hmm. okay now in the most natural way would be uh, after 2000 meters after you cross 2000 meters no. you climb the maximum that you can climb is about 500 meters. Okay. Now, and when you climb these 500 meters, they usually, the best way to do it is climb 500 meters and stay at that height for like a week. Okay. And during that time, what happens is your red blood cells, the count of your red blood cells increases. Mm. So it can carry, the reason why they increase is because now there's limited oxygen. So, more red blood cells increases so that they can catch or mm-hmm. they can, yeah, that, so literally they can catch that oxygen mm. and move it towards your organs okay. so that they can keep working okay. at an optimal level. Mm-hmm. So, to, for your organs to work at an optimal level, it has to, your red blood cells have to increase. So, every 500 meters that you climb and if you stay there for a week, during that time, your red blood cell count will increase. Which in turn will take all the oxygen that it's getting, that limited oxygen that, it'll get, that it's getting, and so it compensates through the count it's of just the like red the blood cells. This is like the beauty of the human body. Yeah, I guess. So every time when I come back down from hiking and I've done a blood test, so if my blood, if my blood count should be like 5.3 or something, it's usually at like at six. Yeah. Or at 5.8. Yeah. Which is normal. And actually, that helps me also in the gym. Like, in the gym, when I'm back down, like, yeah. I'm more stronger or... I can work out even more. Yeah. Because I've just come down and I have a higher...
0: How long does that last?
1: It just... Um, honestly, just lasts for, like, a week or maximum two weeks. It's like a... After you come back down. Two well, weeks. I would say two weeks. Oh well, that, that's still that long Because I man. came back down. Let's say I remember I came down when I was in Nepal, when I did my Airways Base Camp. I came back down for four days... Uh, so for three days, I was in the city, in Kathmandu. I was just chilling. I just had food. I was just walking around shopping. And then I came from there. I landed. I came back down to the Middle East. Yeah. So that was another two days. So after five days, I did a blood test. Because my lungs still felt a little heavy. Okay. Because So I went to the doctor. I'm like, you know, I just climbed this mountain. And I came back down. He's like, you had water in your lungs. Okay. Yeah. You had water in your lungs, and that's why when you came back down, that's why you, you know, your uh, lungs still failed. Actually, that's something else. So, but I just did a whole test, anyways, and then I saw my blood count, and my blood count was way more higher than what it should be. So that's why I'm assuming that your the increase in the blood count stays for at least a week or two weeks. Uh,
0: is it is it better? Uh, not better, but what would you advise to smokers who want to climb up? higher altitudes
1: surprisingly (laughs) surprisingly so when i went to Kashmir, there was a guy who used to smoke Mm. i mean when i say used to smoke like he was he's a smoker okay so when he started the climb i mean only when he started the climb he stopped smoking okay and during the whole climb he did not smoke okay and that's another thing actually you know what smokers have a higher red blood cell count The reason is that, the reason is that because when you smoke, you are cutting the level of oxygen that enters into your lungs. So basically what happens is when you smoke in general, uh, obviously, you know, you're blocking your lungs with all that smoke and clog or whatever. So your body compensates that lack of oxygen, which is entering your lungs by increasing your red blood cell count. So you're not on the mountains, you're on sea level. Yeah. And that's, it's doing that because you have less oxygen coming in, it tries to increase the red blood cells so it can carry all that oxygen towards your organs and your limbs or whatever, your muscles. So it's weird. I'm not saying, I'm not condoning smoking, (laughs) you know, but it seems like Uh, A lot of smokers already having a higher red blood cell count They seem to be able to survive during higher altitudes as well Like even like better than me like I actually was and the problem is whenever I've gone for hiking I've always been a heavier guy like except for Kilimanjaro like I went there at like 76 kilos But when I went for Everest, I was at 83. So that was a big struggle Kilimanjaro was actually much easier because I was on a lighter weight. Hmm. And this one, again, the Kashmir one was a little moderate because, again, I went heavier at like 81 kilos. Uh, Nothing to do with the, you know, uh, the blood count, but everything counts when you're climbing. Yeah,
0: your legs are basically carrying more weight. More weight and stuff. Um, Can you describe, because I know a lot of people would be curious as to how can they do Everest Base Camp? What I want you to start with is the actual cost. Cause apart from fitness where anyone can get to, the money would be, uh, you know what, both are in line. So let's yeah. just start with the financial aspect. How much would you need to invest to reach Everest Base Camp?
1: Actually, you don't have to invest a lot. I'll, if you see, if you're gonna go with a company in the, from the Middle East, if you go from a company from here, it might be expensive. It might be a little bit more expensive. But if you just contact, if you just go online and contact a local company in Nepal, yeah, it's gonna be much cheaper. And when I say much cheaper, it could be anywhere between one thousand three hundred to one thousand. Oh, actually, one thousand three hundred to two thousand dollars. Okay. That covers your porter, uh, your food, your accommodation, everything. So that's the finances. I, I actually don't feel like that's a lot for climbing Everest but if someone wants to summit Mount Hmm. Everest yeah the minimum is fifty thousand dollars that's the minimum (laughs) that's like a exactly five so you can reach the base camp so you can reach the base camp If, if if anyone has seen the movie Everest uh in the movie Everest the whole team Climbs up to the base camp, and at the base camp, they stay there for a month or like three weeks. And during those three weeks, they do a lot of acclimatization hikes. So at that level, you can reach uh, you can reach there for like less than two thousand dollars.
0: What's the di- like?
1: So from five thousand three hundred meters, yeah, Everest is at eight thousand eight hundred fifty meters now. Okay. It used to be 8848, eight, eight, but Everest... the su- Oh, by the way, did you guys know that the Everest... The, s- the height of the Everest is increasing every year?
0: No, how's that? So, happen?
1: eventually, there'll be a time, maybe after 10 or 20 years, that it'll reach 9,000 meters. But... The tectonic plates are shifting oh, right. and it's pushing. So, it used to be 8848, eight, eight, and now it's 8850 or something. Damn. Yeah. So That's th- interesting. So, imagine, like, there'll be a... Time, time where we'll be touching nine thousand meters. What's the
0: summit. what's the difference in the journey from base camp to the the summit?
1: I mean, if you just use maths, then it's just five uh, well, thousand three hundred minus eight thousand. But you know, yeah. of course it gets much much difficult and yeah. there are another three or four camps along I mean after the base camp there are three or four camps uh that it takes to reach the summit
0: hmm.
1: I mean I didn't even know so okay the whole journey so yep. let's say if you wanna go and book a hike or a tra- that won't even a hike that'll be an expedition <laughs> yeah to climb Mount Everest it's about a two to three months expedition wow and it costs minimum fifty thousand dollars wow fifty
0: thousand
1: dollars yeah that's a minimum that's a cheap company what's
0: the journey from um, the bottom to base camp and then to the summit bottom if to you base know. camp
1: it's 10 days
0: 10 days of what? walking how long every day?
1: <clears throat> 10 days of walking so okay not even okay now let's say usually there's a so for, let's say you obviously you can't just climb so you'll have to reach Pokra. there's a place called Pokra, or Kathmandu okay you reach one of these places from like anywhere from the world and from this place, there's usually a flight that goes to Lukla.
0: Lukla. Okay.
1: Okay. Lukla. Apparently that's one of the places that the dangerous airport, which I don't believe in It's basically that the runway is short and then the runway ends at a wall. <laughs> so if the plane doesn't stop, you crash into the wall. So that's why it's called the dangerous airport. And when it's taking off, it's taking off from a cliff. So, if the plane doesn't take oh off on time, you just fall down from Dude, the plane. Dude,
0: that's dangerous. Everything you've described is dangerous. <laughs> you're like, I don't know why it's dangerous. I think everything There's went a perfect. a wall, a yeah. cliff. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing. So, when it
1: lands, <laughs> you're facing a wall. And then when you're taking <laughs> off, it's a cliff. Yeah. So, if something so. happens with your plane, uh, you either dive down or you crash into a what wall. What sort of
0: plane is this? The mini ones, right? The propellers. Yeah. The propellers.
1: Exactly. Propeller. So, you can carry probably like 10, 15 people maximum. Mm. That's it with the yeah, So you were saying when you reach l-
0: l- 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 Lukla. Sorry. So that's Lukla.
1: usually where you start your climb from. And that's already at 2,000 meters. Okay. So from 2,000 meters to reaching base camp mm. is usually 10 days. Yeah. And I it's actually not completely 10 days. Uh, you're actually covering 3,000 meters. Mm. Uh what's the ideal situation is that every 500 meters that you cover, you should stay at that 500 meters for a week. But obviously because it's all commercial, like every day yeah. you're moving up. Yeah. So you can't wait. So you actually cover 3000 meters in five days, which is not very good for your body. And that's why people take Diamox. Okay. That's a pill that, uh, speeds up acclimatization by, uh, releasing carbonates from your blood or from your body through urination which makes mm-hmm. space for more oxygen molecules to enter your system oh wow, okay I don't I'll probably completely destroy that uh, <laughs> definition but that's <laughs> the gist yeah. Of it. Yeah.
0: Honestly, not many people are gonna uh, uh, like dive deep into it. They're just gonna be like, "Oh, this will help me." Yeah. And you I know was what?
1: freaking out. And I would say for anyone, for anyone, if you have a, like I kept googling or kept uh, trying to figure out whether I should take diamox or no. If you are someone who lives at sea level or close to sea level, even if you're just living at like thousand meters. Take Diamox, definitely take Diamox. It will save your life because I suffered during the Everest climb. I suffered, I climbed till 3000 meters. And I, when I say I was suffering, like I couldn't breathe. Like I felt like, uh, every five steps, I felt like I completed a hundred meter sprint, <laughs> every five steps, like my breathing was so hard. And then I, when I reached 3,000 meters, by that time, it was too late. And then I, saw, cause I realized I really underestimated the altitude. The altitude will kill you, man. The altitude is nothing to be underestimated. Take Diamox, <laughs> take, Save your that's life. That's like
0: a DIMOX ad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the seriously. altitude will kill you. Take <laughs> Diamox. You
1: got to take Diamox. 10
0: right. days. How much were you walking each day?
1: Uh, around... Six to, six minimum, eight hours, um, eight to nine hours maximum.
0: Eight to nine hours maximum
1: on the daily? On the daily. I lost, uh, by the time I was done with my hike, I lost about five kilos, about four to five kilos.
0: So what are you eating at the camps?
1: Okay. So at Everest, uh, they recommend eating mostly a vegetarian diet because a diet high like usually meat takes more time to break down in your stomach in your digestive system so that's all that blood if you eat meat so that's all that blood which should be working towards carrying oxygen from the air or whatever from the outside to your system all that blood is working towards digesting the food which is your all the meat which you're eating And something which is easier to digest than meat is vegetarian food or vegan food or whatever. And so they usually recommend eating vegetarian food because it's easier to digest. So all that blood which is left not digesting that food is going to help you uh, breathe, (laughs) I guess. But do
0: you have a choice? I know you won't yearn to have meat, but do you have a choice? Does the Sherpa, does anyone, like, do they have meat I mean, on if them? you
1: really want to go against the Sherpa and the rules, you probably can have meat. But uh, everyone just recommends. And if the Sherpa that you're with, he'll be like, you know, he'll <laughs> just recommend. They What they call it is dalbat. Dalban? Dalbat. Dalbat? Dalbat. That's da- what they call it. Dalba. Okay. So, I don't know. There was this, uh, what? Uh, there was a saying, uh. I actually don't remember. Um, Something dal. Can you describe say, what you know? it was
0: like on the last day?
1: On the last day, actually, because the from couple f- that I was. I just want to
0: say I saw some pictures, and it wasn't very picturesque for most of the journey. It kind of looked trashy, to be honest. <laughs> it just looked like dead grass, and
1: yeah, because uh, as you say, okay, like obviously, if someone who likes greenery. Hmm. It's the best at the bottom okay. the bottom is the, bottom the best like yeah. it's greenery and that's where you and that's from the greenery where you're getting, uh, where you're getting all your oxygen from yeah so as you keep glim- climbing up, the vegetation dies out yeah so when you reach the top there's literally no vegetation. Yeah. It's just rocks <laughs> and snow okay that's it. So the only thing that looks beautiful it's the snow. But otherwise, if there's no snow, it's just a bunch of rocks (laughs) just piled up. So, (laughs) yeah, so it doesn't look that great. I mean, if you just walk up there.
0: The last day, the summit. Describe that for us, please.
1: The summit. I actually remember I was with this couple. And uh, so before, so the, the previous night. So, we spoke to that. I mean, I spoke to that couple. See, so now me, I was the type of guy, uh, I used to get tired. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, and these, there was this couple that I was with. They used to go sit down with the Sherpa every night and speak to him about what's going to happen the next day. Now, me being me, I was like, you know, I don't want to know what's ha- going to happen the next day. I'm just going to get up in the mm-hmm. morning and I'm going to start walking. But these people were the type of people who wanted to know everything. Uh, how much time is it going to take, how many meters they're going to climb, what's going to be the oxygen level, how many people they're going to meet, or, oh, yeah, all that jazz. Uh, If they're going to see yaks or if they're going to see any animals and all that. I'm like, you know what, I don't care. I'm just going to go sleep. I'm just going to wake up. I'm like, I'm here to walk anyways. (laughs) It doesn't matter even if I know. doesn't matter. So I used to go to sleep. So on the day of the summit, so the previous night, so I wake up in the morning. I get ready, I pack my bag, ready to climb, that couple comes up to me, they're like, you're going on your own, we are not coming with you, because from the couple, the guy, he had an oxometer, it's cheap, I mean, you can get it for like, uh, I don't know how many dirhams, but that's like 600 or 700 rupees, Um, get an oxometer, so when he checked the oxometer, so his oxygen level was showing like 80, which is still good like 85 which is still good but you know usually supposed to be in your 90s but it was you're at like 5000 meters and you have to just climb another 300 meters so he started freaking out so he's like oh my oxygen is so low although throughout the whole hike or throughout the whole trek these guys were ahead of me i was the one i was heavy <coughs> sorry so these guys were much better hikers than me I don't wanna brag but because I go to the gym I'm carrying a lot more muscle weight which is creating (laughs) 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 which has increased my BMI. But these people their BMI was there was the guy who was like my height, but because he's not going to the gym or whatever, he's carrying less BMI than me, less body mass index and um So he was Doing much well, like he was doing very well throughout the whole hike. He was walking in front of me, walking ahead of me, and me. I was struggling throughout the whole time, and he was not even on Diamox, so he was doing great without any medication. But on the last day, he started freaking out, so he didn't come. I leaving me again. I just I was like, I'm here to walk, so I'm just gonna walk. So on summit day, I just kept a sh- like a smooth pace. I took baby steps literally like from <laughs> from you know like toe to toe I don't know, I don't know that toe that's toe fine toe, like. it seems too less though <laughs> Yeah and I just yeah it took me a long time going toe to toe but I just walked and I just kept walking kept looking down I mean I obviously looked up like at the wherever we stopped and I struggled I couldn't breathe I literally couldn't breathe every 10 steps I i paused every 10 or 20 steps i used to pause wait for my breath to catch and kept walking and when i reached the summit it felt great felt amazing i mean it was a relief actually it felt relief i was like oh i'm like i'm done like at that (laughs) time i was not like oh my god this is amazing i was just like oh thank god i'm Done with this shit you, know, like, you sound like You're done yeah, with the week yeah, Like night. You only <laughs> You only appreciate it When you come down But when you're When you're walking You're just like Oh man like, I, I can't Was it worth like, it though this. Yeah That time I'm like Why am I here Why am I like Why am I walking here Like I'm gonna be Getting a drink Eating steak Eating vegetarian food dal Eating ba- dal <laughs> And you know like When you climb When you're oh, as you climb, as you are trying to acclimatize your uh, your palate also, I don't know what happens to your palate, but it's destroyed. Probably dies, now. yeah. It probably so dies. I was having like momos or like, uh, what's called, like dumplings yeah, or whatever. Yeah, dumplings, pows. And it was cooked very well, but for some reason, I felt like there was no salt in it. So threw salt on it. Yeah. and i ate it and i'm like there's still no salt i'm like i just put salt and f- i put i was going to put salt on it and i couldn't st- i still couldn't taste salt and if i don't know if i had more salt i probably get like hypertension or <laughs> something at Bro. like 5,000 meters <laughs> so i was like what's wrong with my tongue and that's all the i mean that's the stuff that happens when you're climbing and no one considers those things so as I said, like, so the summit day, it was just a struggle. <laughs> just boring. <laughs> honestly, just looking at rocks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. how to, It like, sounds like you didn't make the best <laughs> of it, but I know you did. I mean, it uh, was awesome. I mean, it was, see, as, honestly speaking, even when you just descend a thousand meters, you're like, oh, wow, I was here. It was so amazing. I was at this place at the time of the summit you really don't give a shit you're just like man i just want to get done and i just want to get down
0: i know you have an interesting story about getting down so i'd like you to talk about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh
1: well <laughs> I, I should okay nah, um, I, people you can't will be... say that i cheated <laughs> which i sort <saw> of did <laughs> so it was supposed to be a four days uh, cl- a four day climb back down now because i was alone um and i was just with me so now the couple that i was with they backed out on the summit day so it was just me and my guide so once we done with the summit we come back down at 5,000 meters and we sleep over and the next day we're supposed to start descending so on the next day i think my sherpa was lazy as well so he was like uh you know you have insurance I'm like okay <laughs> And he's like You know If you just say If you call your insurance <laughs> Go ahead Be, c- if be you clear If you just say Yeah so you like If you call your insurance And you tell them That uh, You're having trouble Breathing And you're feeling dizzy They'll send a chopper for you <laughs> And you can reach down Tonight like in an hour. <laughs> and he's winking while he, he's <laughs> he, Yeah, so he's like, I know this guy is lazy as well. Yeah. He's a, like, lazy. It's a work dude. day for him, man. It's a work day, exactly. He's like, it's his job. I can skip four days of work <laughs> if I just convince this guy to grab a chopper and just come back down. Okay, so I called the insurance company. And he's like, oh, and he's like, uh, yeah, actually, guiding tell you. This, so he's telling me, act act like you, you can't breathe. I'm like, yeah, I can't breathe anyways. So I don't need to act. And he's like, uh, just tell them you're feeling dizzy. You can't breathe. And you're like, you, every 10 steps, you just feel like fainting and stuff. I'm like, okay. And I actually, I so I got a call from... Uh, Got a call from there and then I'm like, yeah, and then I had to like act like, I mean, I couldn't breathe anyways. but yeah.
0: oh, you got to sell it to them. But you while I was standing, I could yeah. breathe. Like,
1: yeah. it's only when I'm walking. So, I had to sell it to them and they're like, oh, okay, okay, no problem. And then, uh, lo and behold, a freaking chopper, chopper comes. <laughs> and they're like,
0: we're looking for Mr. <laughs> yeah, <and laughs> Where's <then> Mr. Rahm?
1: <laughs> freaking pick me up <laughs> and I cut a four days journey <laughs> to like one hour and I slept <laughs> in the holi- helicopter in <laughs> oh, you know, wow. like chopper. And uh, yeah, in an hour I was down and.
0: What if someone said, "I want to go in the chopper as well"? Would they say, "Are you dying, or can you come on"? Was there anyone close to you?
1: Yeah. See, what they will do is they will check your insurance. Oh, okay. Do your insurance papers. You gotta have your insurance papers because if you don't, then to come back down it's about six hundred dollars.
0: Ooh. Okay. Uber chopper.
1: Yeah. So it's about six hundred dollars. To come back down if someone just yeah so you can just do you actually yeah anyone literally actually now that you said and i remember there were a lot of people that were like we don't have insurance but we don't want to climb back down so yep. what do we do but as soon as someone hears 600 dollars, they're like you know what we'll i'll climb try walking i'll yeah, try walking my legs work <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean i can't breathe but you know because the four days of hotel is like i don't know less than 50 dollars. Mm. 50 dollars you can get food And you can stay at four places, it's really, really cheap. Yeah. But $600 just to, I mean, come down, it's a big amount for them. Just
0: to wrap up, if someone wanted to reach base camp, can you give them five rules that they have to follow? Whether it's um, how long to work out for, take diamocks, I'm guessing is one. So just, I would say three to five, five being the max. Because I know you can keep going, but, uh, you know, so, yeah, just just off the top of your head.
1: Number one, I would say is that if you're on the heavy side, try to get your BMI lower than 26. That's what I would say. That's like number one. Okay. Lower than 26 and even, actually, if you can get to 25, your BMI, or even lower, the lower the better. But below 26, that'll be the best. Second thing I would say would be try to do if you can i mean not you can, but you should try to do run five kilometers l- within less than thirty five minutes. if you can run five k in less than thirty five minutes, that shows good uh aerobic performance like health and performance yeah so that's so that's two. number two yep. I mean that's what I would do. Even before you would start climbing. That's two. But now let's say you are on the heavier side and you don't even do the cardio. The third thing I would do is definitely, definitely a day before you're going to start. I mean, even traveling towards Nepal, start the dosage of Diamox.
0: How long does it take to kick in?
1: It takes about 24 to 36 hours. Okay. Okay. or was it 12 hours? But yeah, it takes 12 to 24 hours Basically, for, your don't for take the it meds to start working. Yeah. So let's say tomorrow you're flying out to Nepal. So from tonight, you can start taking uh, Diamox. Yep. Definitely recommend that. Yeah. And this is something that I've heard uh, on the online and stuff like that. Uh, what that's what I've read online is that women should take or even people like anyone should take Half a pill in the morning and half a pill at night. But me personally, I feel like if you're over 180 pounds, you should take a full pill. So take 250 milligrams in the morning and 250 milligrams at night. And it's a diuretic. Okay. So point four would be because the pill is a diuretic. And even if you're not on Diamox, you got to drink at least five, to six liters of water a day when you're when you're climbing in the mountain
0: do you feel like drinking it or are you forcing yourself
1: even if you don't feel like drinking and the reason why i'll tell you why now water has oxygen molecules so when you're climbing up because you're not getting oxygen from the air the only oxygen that you can get from is the water yeah so the more water you drink the more oxygen you are you know putting into your system so water is like super important definitely definitely you got to chug water even if whether you're not if you're on diamox probably even drink more Mm. but even if you're not on diamox at least four five liters water a day easy anything else the fifth point would be i guess um Actually, this is something that a lot of people don't do. A lot of people... This is what I would say. A lot of people freak out or they think too much. Like me, myself, as well. Uh, I free- I was freaking out. I really underestimated the mountains, first of all. Hmm. really underestimated it. So, first thing I would... So, the fifth thing would be, like, don't underestimate the mountain. Hmm. Make sure you're fit. Make sure you have your gear. I mean, it's like... The fifth point would be like a, f- like a finisher kind of thing. I mean, yeah. how do I compile it? Like, uh, don't underestimate the mountain. That's is what it, I
0: would say. Uh, when you say don't underestimate, that means you were like looking down on the mountain. But I think what, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, what you mean is be overly prepared.
1: Be overly, at least from fitness levels, yeah. be overly prepared. Yeah. Be prepared. At least start training three months in advance, at least two months, like do some stair climbing. Hmm. Try to, when you run, when you, if you can do a 5K in 30 minutes, try to do a 5K in 25 minutes. Try to hmm. do a 5K in 20 minutes. Try to beat that. Try to climb a lot of stairs. Uh, do weighted walking, incline walking. Get strong. Get, you know, um, increase your uh, cardiovascular. Uh, exercises and stuff like that you know yeah. don't underestimate the mountain that's i what think I that's
0: the uh, that's the takeaway from that don't underestimate the mountains and of course take Dymox. this has been brought to you by diamox no it hasn't <laughs> been but uh, yeah we're gonna end with that Everest space camp anyone has any questions you can always post it up Raul's happy to answer i think
1: so in the end i would just like to say i mean apart from all i said is in the end enjoy yourself enjoy the hike And the reason why I keep mentioning being fit because the more fit you are, the less stressed you'll be out in the mountain. And the less stressed you're in the mountain, the more fun you're gonna have while walking in nature. And walking in nature is the best thing that you can do for yourself. So just enjoy yourself. And at the end, no matter how hard the journey is, it's all gonna be worth it.
0: That's it for this segment. And uh, see you guys later, I guess. See you guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcast or any other podcast app. Follow the Hangout with Rushdie on Facebook. Like, comment, and share. See you next week.